0: Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we're going to be talking about memory loss and when you need to worry about it on Access Health Radio. A great topic for today. Thank you so much, Dr.
1: Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and I think a lot of people as they get older are concerned that their memory is not as good as it used to be. And I understand you're going to talk today about memory loss and tell us when we should consider getting it evaluated.
0: Yes. uh, One of the things I hear all the time from patients is that they are concerned about getting Alzheimer's disease and that they are also worried about changes in their memory. Now, first, there are some mild memory and concentration changes that do occur with age that are normal. However, there are multiple forms of what we call dementia, and some of those are actually abnormal memory changes, and then we're going to discuss some of those. Right off the bat, I think it's really important to let people know that all memory loss does not necessarily represent Alzheimer's disease or mean that they're going to get Alzheimer's disease. Right off the bat, let's start in. What can people
1: do to decrease their chance of getting some type of dementia.
0: Well, if people really are trying to to use prevention uh, for dementia and keep from ever getting it, the first thing they need to do is not smoke. Smoking increases the risk of memory loss and dementia significantly for a type of dementia we call vascular dementia. And, you know, everything that's bad for your heart is also bad for your brain. So high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, those also contribute to dementia because of blockages in the, the arteries that are going to your brain. Uh, Make sure if you have one of those conditions, if you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol, make sure you don't only get on medicine for them or get them treated, make sure they get to normal. And, you know, another one, and we uh, have talked about this recently on the show, but make sure you know if you've got sleep apnea. People that have sleep apnea often will have memory loss that's reversible, but recent research has shown that people that have sleep apnea uh, and don't treat it and have sleep problems in middle age may actually be more likely to get Alzheimer's disease. So sleep studies are much easier to do than they used to be. You can just take them at home now, uh, just take a machine home overnight and bring it back into your doctor. Uh, So it's much easier to test for now. But uh, snoring doesn't necessarily mean you have sleep apnea. But if you do snore loudly, uh, you might want to at least get evaluated to to make sure uh, you don't have it. Uh, Next, make sure you're getting enough vitamin D. Many people uh, are vitamin D deficient and they don't even know it. And while it's true that your skin can make vitamin D if you're exposed to sunlight, a lot of us these days are avoiding UV exposure trying to prevent skin cancer. And uh, vitamin D3 th- supplements can be effective, and they're generally very safe as long as you don't take way too much. Uh, and it seems to, that when your vitamin D is low, it does significantly increase your risk for dementia. Other vitamins like B vitamins uh, can also be important. Uh, alcohol consumption of more than one drink per day in women or two drinks per day in men has also shown to increase the risk for memory loss and dementia. Uh, If you've got depression, that's also associated with dementia in later life. So uh, if you have depression, there's a lot of people who are really resistant to getting treated. They don't want to take anything for depression. They don't want to have therapy for depression. They just don't want to treat it. They just feel like they'll suffer through. Uh, But remember, this can actually – cause you to have an increased risk for getting dementia later in life. And although it's not well understood why, uh, if you do have those symptoms, you need to get it addressed. Um, Diabetes, we know diabetes can cause a lot of things, and it also increases your risk of dementia. So if you have it, make sure it's controlled and your hemoglobin A1C is seven or less, uh, you know, eight at the most. Uh, And if you don't have diabetes, try to do what you can with your diet and exercise and keeping your calories and carbs down so you can prevent it. And lastly, and we had a recent show that we talked about this, make sure you get good sleep uh, because this recent research shows that if you get poor sleep in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, that greatly increases your risk for Alzheimer's disease. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You know, sometimes people will ask, are there things you can do to actually improve your memory and delay memory loss? And, uh, you know, the rule of uh, use it or lose it applies here. So give your brain some work to do. Uh, memory training, reading, solving puzzles. I know a lot of people who like to do Sudoku puzzles now, you know, playing word games. Uh, Those have been shown to possibly delay the onset of dementia and might also decrease the severity. So uh, there are even free apps out there for your phone and things like that that will sort of uh, exercise your brain. So uh, use it or lose it definitely applies when it comes to your brain. Uh, Exercising physically, actually, at least getting that 150 minutes a week of aerobic exercise exercise it turns out and even being more social also appears to delay dementia or make it less severe. Thanks Dr. Forrest. Ways you can be tested
1: and when you should consider seeing a physician about possible memory loss. That's straight ahead on Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And we have some acknowledgements we'd like to make, Dr. Forrest.
0: Well, first of all today, Mike, I'd like to acknowledge two of my children who are here with me. You know, they're out of school, and uh, they're always telling me they want to bring their kids to work day. So we brought them into the studio today. So I've got Brian and Liliana with me, and uh, they want to give all the listeners uh, a piece of advice uh, and, and say something for the, for the summer. Have a fun summer.
1: Have a fun summer and wear sunscreen.
0: Okay. Thanks for that, for that kids. And uh, hopefully the listeners have heard me say that before. So have a great summer to, to everybody. We'd also like to acknowledge our sponsor, Marley Drug and Winston-Salem, for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower, even than the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com.
1: Well, Dr. Forrest, of course, we're talking today about memory and memory loss. If someone has memory loss or maybe a family member that seems to be struggling with changes in memory or thinking, when do they need to
0: start consider getting evaluated? Everyone in the world will forget things and occasionally even surprise themselves by forgetting something very simple. Uh, You know, for example, if you lose your keys and then later you find them in the refrigerator, A lot of people, that would seem like a scary problem. However, in our busy and often distracted lives, this could be as simple as having had your keys in your hand when you put some groceries in the refrigerator, and then you just have no idea where you put them. So when you need to be concerned about yourself or a loved one is when those changes in memory actually lead to a loss of function or a lack of ability to maintain normal activities. So if memory changes are substantially affecting daily activities or your ability to do them, you should get checked out. And, you know, there's a simple test that many physicians use that is actually quite helpful. It's called the MMSC. Some people call it the mini mental status exam. And it involves a series of questions and tasks. It only takes a few minutes to complete. And the top score is 30. And I, I frequently have had patients that were really concerned about their memory. And they'd get a flawless 30 out of 30 score. And that really provided them with a lot of reassurance. Um, you know, some examples of parts of this test are things like being able to spell words backwards and uh, speaking out loud or counting backwards by, by a certain number. Also, being able to draw the time on a clock and things like that. So those are all good signs when people can, can do those things.
1: Now, we know about Alzheimer's disease, uh, and I believe that is one type of dementia. What are some other types, Dr. Forrest?
0: well Alzheimer's is uh, you know very very common the other one that's extremely common is vascular dementia and vascular dementia is is basically caused by either strokes or mini strokes and essentially what's happening is you know the part of the brain where you think and, and remember things just doesn't get enough blood flow either that happens suddenly or gradually and that leads to you know that part of the brain not having enough oxygen and that can lead to dementia the same as Alzheimer's potentially could one of the different differences with vascular dementia and Alzheimer's is with Alzheimer's in most people uh, regardless of the rate of decline it seems to be sort of a steady uh, decrease in function. With vascular dementia, it's like these big drop-offs, big big chunks. So people are sort of going along, and all of a sudden, there's a big change in their memory, and they go along at the same level for a long time, and then there's another big drop-off. Uh, so it's not sort of as a smooth of a decline with vascular dementia. And again, that's the one you prevent by doing all the same things you would do to prevent heart attacks. Uh, there are some other types there's, you know, getting low, uh, low oxygen levels can cause it normal pressure, hydrocephalus, uh, even reactions to medications. You know, there are some medications that are what we call anticholinergic or sedating. And those medications can actually make memory worse. Uh, muscle relaxers, uh, things that work on allergies, uh, Benadryl, uh, things that help people sleep. Uh, There's a whole group of medications that can make it more likely. There's also a type of dementia called frontotemporal dementia. There's some rare ones called Huntington's disease. Um, But, you know, also infections and immune disorders. Sometimes people who have urinary infections actually can get a temporary type picture that looks like dementia. Uh, Same thing with metabolic problems. You know, really high or low blood sugars can can make people look like that. Uh, And even brain tumors.
1: So, Dr. Forrest, obviously uh, dementia is a, a health concern, but it can also lead to other consequences. Can you tell us about some of those other health consequences that can be a result of dementia?
0: Well, I think the most worrisome one uh, that actually can be deadly are lung problems, especially pneumonia, and those can develop due to increased trouble swallowing and sort of controlling your airway. So what can happen is people can actually end up getting food uh, down into their lungs and trigger pneumonia that way. Uh, Another thing is that it makes activities like uh, driving, cooking, uh, things like that, really more dangerous. You know, people might be more likely to fall. You've probably heard of silver alerts. Sometimes people get lost driving uh, or just wander off and get confused about how to get home. Uh, some people are unable to get the food and water they need. Uh, people living alone with dementia sometimes, they may not be able to prepare food or they may forget to eat. Uh, they you know, might even have trouble actually chewing or swallowing in some of the more severe stages. And, uh, you know, the thing that happens with all types of dementia is it can really take away from people's abilities to do their normal activities of daily living. Things like dressing themselves, brushing their teeth, combing their hair, you know, using the bathroom independently is a big one for most people. And then also, most people who have dementia are on prescription medication. And if you can't remember to take your medication, obviously there's a, you know, there's a health risk just in that by itself. And lastly, you know, the last consequence is death. Uh, usually this is related to an infection from the dementia. We, we already talked about pneumonia. And many families will tell you that, uh, though, that though that death may not be the hardest part of having a family member with dementia. When you have a family member that doesn't recognize you anymore, maybe even a caregiver that's providing your daily care, and they don't know who you are anymore, that can really be one of the toughest parts of this disease.
1: It really, really is tough. I lost my father to Alzheimer's several years ago, and so I can relate exactly with what you're saying there. A lot of folks I know, Dr. Forrest, are going to have more questions. Are there other resources
0: out there for people who have dementia? Uh, yes, there's the Alzheimer's Association that was founded in 1980. It's at uh, www.alz.org. That's www.alz.org. There's also the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, and we'll put uh, links to that on the website so people will be able to, to check those out. Uh, also, you know, the mini mental status exam, you can check that out at Wikipedia and shows how that's scored. And, you know, people who get a score on the mini mental status exam of greater than 24, that's pretty normal. Uh, if you get less than a 24 on that exam, that can that can be concerning. And so you definitely would want, want to get that checked out. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to
1: recap our key points from today. And of course, our Access Health Trivia of the Week is on the way. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking about memory loss and dementia today. What are some key points, Dr. Forrest, that you would like folks to take away from this week's show?
0: Well, first, if you have a family member or yourself have signs of memory loss or trouble thinking, and it's significant enough to affect the ability to do normal activities, you really should uh, have an evaluation done. And the Mini Mental Status Exam is easy, it's fast, and uh, can be done in in the doctor's office. No no problem uh, at most any visit. Uh, second, if you want to do everything possible to prevent dementia, then there are a lot of things you can do in terms of healthy diet, not smoking, you know, challenging your brain, and also. Treating problems like depression. And some forms of dementia are not preventable, at least not yet. But even in those genetically predisposed or those who get one of those type dementias, there are still ways to slow down its effects. We'd like to take a moment now to thank the companies that support Access Health Radio. So, again, we'd like to thank uh, Marley Drug. Uh, They keep our prescription prices down uh, for listeners, but they also – I get some of my own personal medications from Marley Drug in Winston-Salem because it's less expensive often than even using insurance. Uh, You can check them out at MarleyDrug.com. All right, Dr. Forrest, time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. According to the Alzheimer's Association, one in ten people – over 65 have Alzheimer's disease, and it accounts for 60 to 80% of dementias. This disease puts a huge burden on families and caregivers, and it's estimated that about 15 million people uh, provide unpaid care for those with dementia. Wow, that's a lot.
1: I know people are going to have more questions about today's topic. Uh, it affects, like you just pointed out, so many different people, Dr. Forrest. If people do have questions uh, about dementia or uh, Alzheimer's in specific, uh, in specifics, uh, or they want to find out information about your practice in Apex, where can they go to find that?
0: If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly even have their uh, questions answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also check out our Facebook page, or they can send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And we haven't done a mailbag show in a while, but I think we're going to have one of those coming up. There's sort of a lot of pent-up questions that people have, uh, and it's really good to you know, know what the listeners are thinking about and what's sort of uh, on their mind and things they want to know about. So we really do like to be directed uh, for topics and things of interest for the listeners. So uh, make sure to send those questions in or even topic suggestions if you have or things that might be affecting family members you know or things you've heard about on the news. Uh, we'd be glad to address those. Uh, also, after the show, you can listen to an on demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. And if you do want information about our uh, medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, listeners can go to ACCHealth.com. That's A C C H E A L T H.com, or they can call 919. 919- Three six three zero one nine zero. Again, that's nine one nine three six three zero one nine zero. And uh, they can find out about what's going on at our practice. We actually have uh, hired a new provider at our office. Uh, and uh, hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll have her on the show and talk a little about some of her areas of expertise. Uh, but she's taking new patients now. So anybody who uh, is uh, looking for a new health care provider, in primary care, especially if they're looking for somebody uh, in the direct primary care model, uh, give us a call and or go to our website at acchealth.com. Dr. Farris, can you take about 30 seconds and tell us about direct
1: primary care? What, what, is, what does that look
0: like in a nutshell? Well, you know, we've, we've had some shows where we've talked about direct primary care, but essentially what it does, it it makes the physician work for the patient. Uh, you know, so often today, if, if you call up a doctor's office and say you want to make an appointment, uh, the first question they ask you is not your name. It's uh, not what you need help with or what your symptoms are. The first question they ask is what insurance you have. And and we just really are focused on our patients. So we don't care what insurance they have. In fact, we never ask. Uh, we, we accept anybody uh, at our office, regardless of insurance or not. And the way we do things is we just do it like a gym membership. So uh, patients at our office just, uh, you know, they pay a monthly subscription and then when they come in for, you know, their, their common blood work or their EKGs, their, you know, cholesterol levels or tests, or, you know, they just come in, they've got a sprained ankle or whatever uh, that's included. So it'd be like, you know, going to the gym and uh, you know, they don't make you pay for lifting weights at the gym. They don't make you pay for running on the treadmill. So at our office and in, in the direct primary care model, You know, you just pay your your subscription fee each month just like you would at the gym, and then basically we do our best to take care of you and, and give you all the services that we can provide in our office for that. And you'll find out more about that at acchealth.com. That's all the time we have for this week, Dr. Forrest. Our scripture this week is from John 14, 26 in the English Standard Version. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you remembrance, all that I have said to you. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.